all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedy Kids and Teens, where we discuss issues involving your children as they're growing up. I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Pediatrics and Internal Medicine at UMMC and Program Director of the MedPeds Residency Program. Has your child ever been bullied? Are they avoiding school with no particular reason? Do they complain about insults, teasing, or jokes about how they are dressed or look? We'll be talking about bullying today, how to recognize it, how to intervene when it occurs, and how to prevent it. And as usual, we'll be taking your questions and comments as usual. You can share them with us by calling 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can send us an email to kidsandteens at mpbonline.org. This is Southern Remedy Kids and Teens from MPB Think Radio. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Windsor Johnston. Russian President Vladimir Putin has announced a ceasefire agreement in Syria that he sees as the first step to peace talks. As NPR's Lucy and Kim reports, the Kremlin hopes President-elect Donald Trump will join its effort. Putin appealed to the Syrian government, the armed opposition, and all the countries in the region to support his peace initiative. Russian Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu told Putin the ceasefire would begin at midnight tonight. At the same time, Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov said preparations were being made for peace talks in Kazakhstan and that other governments, including the incoming Trump administration, were welcome to join. NPR's Lucy and Kim reporting from Moscow. In Iraq, government forces and their U.S.-led international allies are carrying out a renewed offensive in the ISIS-held city of Mosul. NPR's Alice Fordham reports they had paused their assault after taking heavy casualties and making slow progress. The battle for Mosul has been ongoing since October. ISIS has held it since mid-2014 and had time to prepare ferocious counterattacks using truck bombs and snipers to deadly effect. As Iraq's security forces and the U.S.-backed coalition have tried hard to avoid civilian casualties in the densely populated city, they have made slow progress, and many of their men have been killed and wounded. Iraq has released no information about deaths in the security forces, but an American commander told the Daily Beast this week some Iraqi units had a casualty rate of up to 30%. Alice Fordham, NPR News, Beirut. The state of Alabama has reached an agreement with the federal government over African Americans' access to state driver's license offices. As Brett Tannehill of member station WLRH reports, Alabama officials had planned to close several of them. Last year, Alabama officials claimed a lack of funding was the reason they shut down 31 driver's license offices. Those closures mostly affected rural and minority communities, including eight of the 11 counties with a majority African American population. Amid protests, the state reopened those offices one day a month, but federal officials still objected, saying the Civil Rights Act prohibits discrimination in programs that receive federal funds. The closures were also part of a federal lawsuit challenging Alabama's photo voter ID law. Under the new agreement, Alabama will provide additional access by expanding license office hours in many of the affected counties. For NPR News, I'm Brett Tannehill in Huntsville, Alabama. 
Tributes are continuing to pour in for actress-singer Debbie Reynolds, who died yesterday at the age of 84. She passed away a day after the death of her daughter, Carrie Fisher. Actress Carol Channing says Reynolds was beautiful and generous. Best-selling author and actress Joan Collins says she's truly heartbroken at the news. Stocks are trading lower on Wall Street at this hour. The Dow was down 21 points at 19,811. The Nasdaq Composite down 17 points. The S&P 500 down 2. You're listening to NPR News in Washington. Russian authorities say technical failure was the most likely cause of the military plane that crashed into the Black Sea on Christmas Day. Investigators are not only analyzing the wreckage, they're trying to identify the remains of the victims. Russian Transport Minister Maximum Sokolov says everything needed to identify the cause of the crash has been retrieved. Ninety-two people were on board, including members of a military band that were set to perform at a Russian base in Syria. Turkish state media say a well-known journalist and author is being detained on suspicion of insulting the state. NPR's Peter Kenyon reports at issue is a tweet. The state-run Anatolia News Agency says journalist Ahmed Shuk was picked up on suspicion of insulting the police and military and for allegedly spreading, quote, terrorist propaganda. On his Twitter account, Shook posted that one of his tweets apparently prompted the detention. The government has accused a number of journalists and writers of supporting terrorist organizations. The group Human Rights Watch says prominent novelist Asla Erdogan is among the defendants going on trial on charges including membership in the outlawed Kurdish militant group, the PKK. Turkish officials say journalists face charges based on violations of law, but critics say the charges are often based primarily on their writings. Peter Kenyon, NPR News, Istanbul. German prosecutors say they released a Tunisian man saying he wasn't in contact with the main suspect in last week's Berlin truck attack. The 40-year-old was detained in Berlin yesterday. On Wall Street, the Dow was down 26 points. I'm Windsor Johnston, NPR News, in Washington. Support for NPR comes from Ballard Spar, a national law firm providing services in litigation, compliance, and transactions to clients across industries. Assessing the impact of national events and legal developments to keep clients informed. Learn more at BallardSpar.com. Catch up on past episodes and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB Public Radio app. Available on iTunes and Google Play. Listen live to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. Search MPB Public Radio. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. I'm Terry Gross. Listen to Fresh Air weekdays at 3 on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to kidsandteens at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. This is Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Pediatrics and Internal Medicine at UMMC and Program Director of the MedPeds Residency Program. Well, we've all seen it growing up, or sometimes as a parent or as an adult, the classic image of a child bullying another by physically shoving him. You know, it's easy to spot that kind of behavior, but nowadays uh, other bullying behaviors can be hard to identify. 
And not to mention, social media and electronic devices have opened up a whole new area of cyberbullying. Chances are your child has either witnessed that or experienced bullying in some form. And today we'll be tackling this issue as we look at the causes and how to deal with it. And as usual, we'll be taking your questions and comments. We would love to hear from you this morning. If you'd like to ask us a question about bullying, uh, perhaps your child's been bullied in the past, or maybe you have a story about bullying that you'd like to share with us, you can call us at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six. Or you can email us at kidsandteens at mpbonline.org. Well, happy holidays to everybody. I know it's been a couple of weeks. We've played some some, uh, uh, other old programs, uh, things that uh, sort of got some good press in the past. And we wanted to share that again with you while we were enjoying the holidays. I hope everybody had time to spend with family and friends and got a new year coming up. So all those New Year's health resolutions, I know they're out there. You really want to jump on those and uh, think about those. That's a great time to to really set those for yourself and your family as a whole. Uh, saw a couple of patients this past week, and we talked about things like that, about some uh, either new ways to eat some things that are more healthy for you or maybe to get out, or maybe they're just some different kinds of resolutions that would help you to, to come together as a family in the next year. Those, it's an excellent time to talk with your family, with your kids about those, and involve them in those decisions if they're uh, they're at the right age. So bullying, bullying is a big deal. Um, if you have a child uh, that has been through school at some point, probably they have either been the target of bullying or certainly have seen bullying. And perhaps growing up you had that as an experience, a negative experience. And, of course, you you might have been a bully uh, either, you know, in the past. And certainly when you grow up, sometimes you can do that, too. We're going to be talking about that this morning and how it affects kids and uh, how you can stop it. Uh, probably the hardest thing to do is to stop it as a parent because uh, you want to act appropriately. Your first response might be to uh, walk up to the school or to a parent of another child and set everything straight. But it's a little bit more difficult to do that to change the behaviors. Now, when we talk about bullying, as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, it's it's a little bit confusing t- sometimes about what is bullying and what's not bullying. Certainly, there are aggressive behaviors that happen in kids. Uh, some of those are not bullying behaviors, um, but they are, certainly aggression is a part of bullying. And there's also behaviors. Uh, teasing is one, and uh, teasing can be a part of a bullying behavior, but certainly kids are going to tease each other on different things, particularly uh, when they see differences in one another. And sometimes that's part of a healthy friendship is that teasing that goes back and forth. Uh, between those friends. But what exactly is bullying? Well, bullying is aggressive behavior from one child um, or adult to another. Uh, And it also includes, in addition to being aggressive, uh, an imbalance of power. So that can either be a perceived uh, imbalance of power or it can be uh, something that's real, uh, that one child is getting control over another child uh, in a powerful way. Now, it can be a number of things. We mentioned physical bullying, certainly pushing, shoving, uh, hitting. Um, sometimes uh, bullies will sort of brush up aggressively toward another child. You know, it can be really subtle at times. Uh, it can even be stances that they take uh, over another child. It's almost uh, like, uh, you know, 
watching a, a, a group of dogs in the neighborhood. One dog will sort of bully another dog by the way that they stand next to them. And kids can, sometimes can do that too. But today it can be broadened out to other things. So sometimes it's tied to things like popularity, uh, information, certainly in the information age that we live in, gaining information over somebody and controlling that information so that you can uh, can control what gets out, uh, particularly in social media. Those are all forms of bullying behaviors, and it can change over time, certainly with, with changes in, um, in social norms and also in, uh, in the types of things like electronic media that you, uh, that you have access to. Most bullying behaviors have either the, um, the uh, chance of being repeated over time or they, they repeat over time. And really they're cyclical. So what normally happens is a bully, uh, whoever's actually uh, is, is the person doing the bullying behavior, uh, they may feel either um, um, have a lot of self-esteem issues or need psychologically to have a lot of control over somebody else. And they'll start the behaviors. And once they get that feedback of that power over another, uh, then you get into a repetitive cycle. And especially if they have other people around them that can reinforce that. So a lot of times you'll find bullies that have sort of their friends and their peers around them that reinforce those behaviors that like to get feedback from seeing other people bullied. And again, you know, don't want to stigmatize the bully. There are certainly reasons that you need to uh, address the issues with uh, whoever, you know, is is uh, having the bullying behaviors. Uh, there's lots of symptoms uh, of this, though, in kids uh, that are being bullied. Uh, now, we mentioned some of them at the beginning. Maybe they don't want to go to school. As school uh, comes back into session, uh, when they go back to school, certainly kids never, I don't know, too many kids that want to go back to school. But those that do, you know, if there's there's some red flags there, that normally they would love school and all of a sudden they're not liking school and they become, uh, you know, you see a little bit of fear in their eyes when they when you start talking to them about that. If they don't want to do things with some of their other peers uh, or kids, like if they're invited to a party but don't want to go, that's another reason that you might, you know, sort of have a red flag. And sometimes it can be even more subtle than that. Maybe there's a change in grades, sleep patterns, nightmares, uh, eating uh, a little bit differently. A lot of bullying behaviors that single out people uh, for how they look, particularly as it pertains to their weight. Uh, that can trigger a lot of eating behaviors that are differently uh, in the child that's being bullied. So there's lots of different things that might pop up. And parents are pretty good about usually uh, picking up on those things and, and uh, you know, saying, you know, well, I think there's something going on. I can't quite put my finger on it, but I do think that, that something's going on in my child. We're talking about bullying behaviors this morning and uh, would love to hear your questions or comments about bullying, you can give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, Or you can email us at kidsandteens at mpbonline.org. You know, we touched on some of the reasons why kids bully uh, other kids. It doesn't necessarily mean that that individual is mean in any way. It usually means that they have... Uh, they need some feedback uh, for something, whether that's a lack of self-esteem in that individual, and they're looking for ways to fill that hole. Uh, a lot of bullies have been bullied at a younger age themselves, so they know how they feel 
uh, when they were bullied, and now they're in a position to to bully someone else. Uh, they know that they can fill those holes with that perceived power imbalance that they have over that individual. Um, there are some personality disorders uh, that go along with this. So there are some antisocial personality disorders that sometimes are linked to these bullying behaviors. But it is important to not label a child as the bully. And, you know, I'm guilty about this, probably going to say that at some point today. We really shouldn't call them a bully. It's really the bullying behavior. It's the behavior that needs to change, uh, and it shouldn't stigmatize that, you know, one individual as being the bully. But, you know, kids do that for a lot of different reasons. And most of the time, they're wanting, they're missing something in their life. They're wanting to fill a hole uh, that's not being filled, and they do that by trying to gain power over another individual. Now, some of the types, uh, certainly verbal bullying is probably the thing that happens uh, most often, particularly with boys, uh, and it can start out as teasing uh, if it's repetitive, and it again, if it seeks to gain power over another individual. Uh, I can remember, you know, I wore glasses as a kid uh, in first, second grade, and uh, and I had really... Uh, curly hair, man, I was like a 70s child. And I had this, you know, my hair did all kinds of crazy stuff on its own, no matter how much you wanted to do anything with it. So I had uh, this little kid with, uh, it was sort of scrawny. Uh, let's be honest, really scrawny, uh, uh, pretty much an afro and glasses. So that was me growing up in first or second grade, riding the bus to school. I knew I was going to get made fun of. I mean, people would call me four eyes. They would do all kinds of stuff. Now, if that behavior went on with time, yes, it could be bullying behavior, particularly if it's one individual that's trying to either get a laugh out of that repetitively uh, or or sort of label a person as being someone inferior because of the way they look. But that verbal abuse over and over again can take its toll on, a, on an individual so that they might want to avoid the bus. They might want to avoid certain pathways to school or certain certain things at school. Social um, uh, bullying behaviors are also very common. Uh, Cyberbullying, which is it just means that we're using electronic devices to do that. Uh, certainly, the social status is a big deal. So, if you think about, um, uh, for instance, so even even in older individuals and adolescents, social status. Uh, through social media is a big deal. If, if say, your child is not, if they're using Instagram on their phone and they don't use it for a couple of days, their friends might think, oh, well, what's wrong with them? Is there something, you know, are they sick? Are they just uh, withdrawing from society that they're not using Instagram that way? So a lot of ideas are, are tied to social media, and it's very common that uh, kids can control that. Some bullies will use um, uh, other identities online in which to sort of shield themselves from getting any negative feedback. They might try to manipulate uh, somebody else's information as it's posted online. Um, and a lot of social status is tied to that. So if a bully can erode somebody's social status in a group, uh, we know this is a big deal, particularly with middle school behaviors that are uh, bullying behaviors. Uh, if you can 
uh, sort of knock somebody down on the totem pole, so to speak, uh, socially in the class, uh, that might give you a chance to move up the totem pole and make you feel better about yourself. So a lot of social bullying behaviors are out there. And then, of course, physical, which is probably the easiest to spot when you see it. Uh, Now, physical behaviors tend to be more hidden behaviors. So the bully is going to really try to hide. uh, So, you know, earlier ages, if they're on the playground, uh, certainly as a teacher, you need to station yourself where you can see those kids. Um, In other uh, group settings, you might want to, you know, do that as an adult to try to just to monitor if there are red flags about that type of bullying behavior. Uh, but physical and, and, of course, bruising, you know, unexplained injuries. Certainly ki- active kids are going to have those. But if there's something that's just not explained uh, by, you know, what went on during the day or if a child's sort of avoiding telling you about that, you might want to at least suspect that and ask some more questions to them uh, or where they were if there were any adults there. Talking about bullying behaviors this morning, we'd love to hear any questions or comments about that that you might have. You can give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or email us at kids and teens at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back after this break. As you consider where the country should go next, NPR will be here with the facts to help you make sense of new appointments, policy changes, and all of the day's news. Listen every day. If you have a vehicle that you no longer need, maybe it's collecting dust, we have a solution. Donated to MPB. Your donation will go towards supporting your favorite programs that keep the community informed. To get more information about our car donation program, visit mpbonline.org. That's mpbonline.org. Your vehicle donation can make all the difference. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. You're listening to Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to kidsandteens at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Welcome back to Southern Remedy Kids and Teens. I'm Dr. Jimmy, live here this morning, and we're talking about bullying. And we are wide open for any kind of phone calls that you might have, any questions or comments that you might have about bullying. And 
You know, it's a big deal that people don't realize um, that they um, may have been bullied because of, you know, just people are just uh, put together a little bit differently. You know, just some statistics about this. There's been multiple studies that are ongoing that look at actual bullying behaviors and uh, very tight definitions of that, not those teasing uh, behaviors that happen with all kids. But up to 30%, so up to a third of 6th through 12th graders have reported being the recipient of bullying behaviors. Another study from Duke back in 2013 looked at 1,429 through 16-year-olds and looked at the effects of bullying over time. And they did find an increase in depression, behavioral problems, emotional problems, uh, and educational difficulties. And the sad thing is the child who bullies, there are negative consequences to that, too. I mean, it's been shown that uh, longitudinally, if you follow the bully, they really don't do as well long term in uh, work environments, in family environments, if those behaviors aren't stopped early. So it's really important to identify those behaviors early and stop them. Uh, so uh, we're talking about bullying today on Southern Remedy Kids and Teens. You can give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. So you know when you think about all the the stuff that's out there on bullying, and you know there's a lot of misconceptions about what you can do to to prevent that or to look at the behaviors. Um, You know, there's a lot of different scenarios, but a lot of times when you add more people into it, you can reinforce what happens between the bully and the person that they're bullying. Uh, And and it it sort of looks like this. So you have that bully who, for whatever reason, they have that need to have that imbalance of power, as we mentioned, uh, over someone else to get that positive feedback to themselves. And, And that, again, can be through verbal bullying, through physical bullying, or through uh, social uh, change in the social situation or social dynamic. So in groups, a lot of times you'll have the child who who bullies, uh, who is who's practicing the the bullying behavior, and then of course the recipient or the target of that behavior. And you know, kids at risk for bullying. It's pretty much anybody who's different or is perceived at being weaker. Um, you know, there were a couple of of instances that I can remember growing up when I had, uh, you know, one person trying to bully me. And it was because I was, uh, you know, not as big as them uh, physically. If I looked differently, as I mentioned, you know, a lot of times that's a reason for uh, for somebody to uh, practice that bullying behavior. But then you can also have uh, reinforcers of this behavior. So, for instance, if you have a child who's a bully and uh, or who's practicing the bullying behavior and uh, another child is right there, if you don't say anything against that and you're sort of complicit with that behavior uh, or if you laugh uh, with the bully towards somebody else, those are all reinforcers of that behavior back to that bully that says, hey, what I'm doing toward this other person is okay. In fact, it's not just okay. It might be perceived as being good behavior to them because they're getting that reinforcement. Uh, even if it's from another kid, that's good behavior to them. They want that feedback again in their life that, that sort of fills that hole that they have. You can have assisters of, uh, of bullying behaviors. Uh, so if we, uh, you know, if you look at the bully, he may have other people that that either repeat what he says to that person over time, 
or if they, you know, if it's a physical situation, they may actually join in uh, on some of those behaviors. And again, if you think about it, the recipient of that of those negative behaviors, they're going to feel terrible about themselves uh, and feel like they're not really worth a whole lot. If the more people who join into that, and may actually believe some of the things if you have verbal uh, bullying. Uh, that uh, over time that they're true. And then there's outsiders to this group. So certainly, and again, the more people who are there, the more that reinforces that behavior unless somebody intervenes. But then you have the defenders. And defenders are really, you know, you can equip your child to be a defender uh, of someone who's being bullied. Now, I will say this. We have, you know, there, there's certain thoughts about this. And classically, the the one that always comes up with me is I was a big fan of Andy Griffith growing up. And the Andy Griffith show had this one instance where Opie's, uh, some, some kid is uh, bullying him, is taking his lunch money every day. Uh, you know, Barney, of course, gets involved. Andy has some good sage advice for his son. Uh, and uh, Opie ends up, you know, sort of taking a hit uh, and getting a black eye and showing this bully that he's really not hurt. There's certainly other shows and other, you know, uh, stories of people that said, hey, all you have to do is hit that bully back one good time and they won't mess with you anymore. Well, that can backfire on you. And I know a lot of people believe that and they believe if you'll just, you know, teach your son or your daughter, particularly son, to be tough, then they won't be bullied. Well, the problem occurs when that uh, physicality that you give back to that bully, even if you hurt them, a lot of times that can escalate those behaviors. Uh, And it can, you know, you never know what that bully or the person who's doing the bullying behavior, what they're going to do in response to that. Now, I want to be clear about that. I'm not saying that that we don't want our children to defend themselves uh, against, uh, you know, activities. But there are many ways to do that physically. If they do that, uh, particularly if they're, uh, you know, if they're not as strong as that other bully, uh, that's going to lead to more. Uh, negative behaviors back towards them. So you have to be careful with that. Certainly a lot of ways that you can defend them. But other kids just in the group, just by saying, hey, man, that's that's not cool. You don't need to be saying that to them. And teaching your kids to stand up for it. They don't have to be, uh, you know, a lot of them are going to be scared to get in those situations. But the more defenders you have that can just verbally intervene and say, you know, I hey, I'm a friend of this person. I don't really think that they're inferior or weak or, you know, I'll sort of like their differences in the way that they look. Those are all good behaviors that the defenders uh, can have. Now, all these things are cyclical and, and different individuals can go in and out of these different roles. And that's why it's so important either to see this whole thing play out. Uh, and intervene in it as an adult or to hear the whole story. You know, when your child or daughter, if they come home and they say, Mom, Dad, I think, you know, this kid was doing this stuff to me and I felt terrible about it. Uh, what do I do? Hearing the whole story from your child or daughter is very important uh, because you want to know all those little details and if there were other people around. And sometimes talking to other people's parents uh, of your child's friends or maybe even talking to them about being a friend of your child. Uh, those are all very good techniques. Teachers are really adept at doing this and, and trying to, uh, you know, bring in other kids. Great. They're a great teacher, uh, teachers that I can remember that I saw do this. In retrospect, I can look back and say, that's what they were doing. They were really building consensus and trying to build up individuals. 
through their friends, and they were very good at doing it. But really seeing that behavior and uh, in, in seeing the cyclical, um, um, uh, the, the way that it cycles throughout time, it really shows you how things are uh, sometimes they can build and reinforce that behavior. The best time to catch this behavior is right when it happens. You really don't want to go on in a cycle a macro cycle of that going over and over again because you re again you're ingraining within that person who's bullying that this is okay that it's a, a perfectly acceptable behavior that they can have against another so what about intervention uh, as we talk about bullying today so what about intervention in that situation if you're an adult don't be scared to intervene in those um I was uh, so I took some time over the holidays to uh, to go down to Matamoros, uh, Mexico, right across the border um, from Brownsville with our church youth group. And uh, some of the kids down there it was working in an orphanage in Matamoros. And, uh, you know, some of those kids come from bad uh, backgrounds, not the mo- the best background uh, of growing up and healthy uh, social conditions, emotional conditions. And one of the kids it looked like he was about seven or eight. Uh, two two boys, both about the same age, and one of them you could tell. I didn't even I didn't understand all the Spanish that they were speaking back and forth, but you could tell by their tone and by their facial, uh, by their inflections of what they were saying, their facial expressions, uh, and posturing to one another. One of them was bullying another kid, and you know I didn't know anything about that situation, but intervened, you know, just to say no, no, this doesn't need to happen, and. Adults can do that so well to break up that behavior. Now, what that is telling the person who's doing the bullying is this is not acceptable behavior. Uh, it's no different than if, um, you know, if if a child was wanting to cross the street without looking both ways. Uh, you're teaching them what's an acceptable behavior for interacting with other people. And it's good both for the bully and for the person who is the recipient of that bullying behavior, that negative behavior. But you have to do it when you see it. Um, and, of course, there are some ways to to equip kids to do that, um, but the adult role is very important. We're talking about bullying today on Southern Remedy Kids and Teens. We're going to take a short break. When we get back, we're going to give you some tools that you can give your children on how they might handle those behaviors when they happen to them. We'd love to hear any kind of uh, question or comment that you might have this morning. The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 We'll be right back after this break. From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio. Catch up on past episodes and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB Public Radio app. Available on iTunes and Google Play. Listen live to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. Search MPB Public Radio. 
This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, the new host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. From exercise and diet to wellness and stress relief, this is the show for you. Email your questions, comments, and show ideas to healthy at mpbonline.org. And listen for me, Dr. Josie Bidwell, on Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, Mondays at 11 on MPB Think Radio. News you can trust in radio built around you. Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You're listening to Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to kidsandteens at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Welcome back to Southern Remedy Kids and Teens. I'm Dr. Jimmy, and we're talking about bullying, its behaviors, how to recognize it, how to intervene in it, and certainly can be a problem, can be a handicap-producing problem in your kids, and um, very difficult to deal with as a parent. It's hard to equip them to, to stop those behaviors, and even harder if your son or daughter is the bully, um, is the person that's actually doing those behaviors that are negative towards somebody else to get that uh, that positive feedback. Plenty of time for your questions or comments this morning for about bullying or anything else. You can call us at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email us at kidsandteens at mpbonline, <clears throat> excuse me, dot, dot org. So what about uh, equipping your child? So you can certainly recognize the behavior is the first thing you want to do. It's just like diagnosing anything else. You want to diagnose the problem. Uh, adult rolls into that problem. You can look at that as medication that you uh, you give as an adult toward that situation to try to stop it and certainly bring that to the attention of the adults that are in the vicinity. If it happens at school, tell the teachers, tell the principal about it so that they can break that cycle of uh, of behavior in those kids. Uh, but what can you give your child? <clears throat> excuse me. That's um, that's that's being the that is the recipient of that behavior. What kind of tools can you give them to resist that behavior to break uh, that cycle of behaviors uh, that's happening toward them? Now, all those Harry Potter fans out there, this may be your defense of the dark arts class right here. So, what can you do when all those nasty things come your way? Well, the first thing you can use as a tool is humor. Humor is a powerful verbal tool uh, that ca- it connects with us on emotional levels, and it is very powerful. If you talk to comedians over time, they will tell you, uh, you know, a lot of them that they began their career as a comedian because they were picked on or they were bullies, and it was a tool that they could use uh, to defend themselves. Now, you certainly don't want it to get out of hand and, and actually become a tool for bullying, uh, but you can uh, shrug a lot of things off. Um, you know, I, I can remember using this um, when uh, somebody would make fun of me. Uh, I would say, yeah, that's right. Don't give them anywhere to go. Maybe make a joke about it themselves um, if, if they're comfortable with doing that. Now, a lot of kids, particularly if they have very low self-esteem, uh, let's just use, um, you know, a hair color or weight or anything like that, that, you know, something that they can't change too easily. 
that's going to be something that may be a little bit harder to to equip them with. But if your kid has a self, uh, a, a healthy sense of humor, then they might, you know, it might be something that you can give them a couple of things to say in a from a humorous uh, standpoint. Uh, certainly, standing up to somebody verbally. Uh, and if your child is being bullied in, uh, you know, by another child, uh, simply saying uh, that they don't like that behavior, that they don't, they want that behavior to stop and to remove themselves from that situation. Um, and role play is a great way to do this with your child, no matter what age they are. So you go through a verbal situation, you play the part of the bully, the child would play their own part, or you can reverse roles. You can have your child say, you know, I, or tell your child, okay, I want you to tell me what they said towards you, and I'm going to play your role and then give you some things that you might want to say back to them. That's an excellent tool that they can model and and go through before they have to go through that, that certain situation. So simply uh, equipping your child to say, um, I don't appreciate what you said, and I'm not going to have this conversation with you, and just removing yourself from that. And to not have, you know, as much emotion uh, removed from the situation as possible, because what that's going to do is deflate the person who is, uh, is, has all those, uh, bullying behaviors in their arsenal. So you're going to prevent that from really, uh, filling that hole that they have, that they need to have. And that most of the time they'll move on to the next person. Um, now confidence is a big deal with this. Your child, if they are being bullied, probably if they've had it, uh, you know, if they've had the experience several times in a row, they're going to start to lose confidence about themselves and feel more negatively toward themselves because of, of the behaviors. So having that at least perception of confidence, and again, you can work with them with a mirror so that they see how they stand, shoulder square, uh, standing tall, standing very confident. Uh, you know, in communication, about 80% of what we convey to another person face-to-face is in our nonverbal communication. So it's not what we say with our words it's what we do with our face, how we hold ourselves in the conversation. Uh, those are all very important tools. So standing with confidence uh, is a big deal that can sort of tell that other person who is uh, is the perpetrator of those of those negative behaviors to that uh, this is somebody that's very confident about themselves. That's not going to be a very good target for them uh, to have these uh, these bullying behaviors toward them. And the, so the nonverbals are very important, and you know confidence in in how that is portrayed is something you can work with them in the mirror. Now, simply walking away from a situation, removing themselves from that situation, for every bullying behavior to happen. The, the child who's being bullied has to be there, uh, with the exception of cyberbullying, uh, but they have to be engaged in that situation. So uh, if, they, if it's face-to-face, uh, particularly with younger kids, if they can be removed from that situation, uh, remove themselves from that situation, that's going to send a message that they're not going to participate in that cycle of bullying behaviors, and it's not going to be, you know, not going to have those, those positive uh, emotional effects back to the, to the person who's bullying. Talking about bullying the uh, behaviors that today and kids and how to equip them to not only know that they're happening, but try to defend them uh, uh, when when they are uh, happening. You can call in this morning uh, with any kind of question that you might have about bullying or any other health care question that uh, might be uh, burned.
burning uh, this morning that you want to answer to about the health of, of your child or family, you can call us at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email us at kidsandteens at mpbonline.org. We did have one caller earlier that just wanted to point out, you know, the, the person on the lowest point of the totem pole is important. And that's extremely important if your child is being bullied. Uh, to help them to understand what their worth as an individual is. Um, And certainly, you know, people in authority, whether you're a parent, sometimes if you're a parent, you don't have the highest authority as far as your child is concerned uh, that, you know, they may see a coach as somebody that has a higher authority over them, at least in some areas of their life. Uh, And that may be a person that you can enable, you know, just sort of key them in that your child might be bullied and they could, uh, they could really talk to them about how much they are worth and maybe do it in group settings, too, to reinforce that to their peers. Uh, but that's that's extremely important to to understand that just because you're the recipient of bullying behaviors doesn't mean that you're anywhere in anyhow uh, less worthy of anything, uh, that you are uh, less of a person. Uh, because of of any of those things are being said. Now, it is hard, and it does take a lot of positive reinforcement uh, over time uh, to to build that child back up. We talked a little bit about the other people who are around in bullying situations, uh, other other children. If your child has friends, uh, you know, recruiting them as as supporters of the person who's being bullied uh, and to defend them verbally. Uh, those are all things that can be a, a positive influence, not only uh, to stop the bullying behavior, but also to, to build up your child to know that, hey, you know, somebody else may be against me. And certainly there's going to be adversity that comes that you want your child to be able to deal with in a productive manner. But it does help to have other friends that are around you that will support you. Uh, and certainly you can build up to the point where, you know, you can say, hey, look, your friends are going to they should support you. Uh, even if they disagree with you or they may, uh, you know, they may be a lot different in this one um, aspect of your life. But uh, true friends are going to support you in that. So those are all things that you want to talk to your child with. And, and again, role play is extremely important. It's a very powerful tool uh, to rehearse over and over those those situations. Um and again, if you're, you know, if you teach your child, hey, just punch him in the gut one time, that's probably not going to, you know, most of the time that doesn't uh, turn out to be the best thing to do. I uh, know that's, again, I'm a dad. Uh, if I hear, if I heard about that, certainly I had a, a younger sister who was 10 years younger than me that uh, got bullied a couple of times. And, uh, you know, that's my initial response was go punch this kid in the gut. Uh, that certainly most of the time doesn't turn out uh, in a positive way, you, you usually you're going to escalate those uh, behaviors. If they're not physical, it could uh, escalate into physicality after that. So you want to be careful with that if you can. We're talking about bullying today and kids, certainly something that all of us have probably seen, and some of us have may have been the recipients of. Maybe your kids are the recipients of that today. Uh, you can give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four, or you can email us at kidsandteens at mpbonline.org. We're going to take another short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the other ways to deal with bullying and touch a little bit more on cyberbullying.
podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Hi, this is Grassroots host Bill Ellison. You know, after more than 20 years, you'd think I might have run out of Bill Monroe and Doc Watson songs to play. Well, not so. The bluegrass, acoustic, and folk music scene is vibrant with new names like Sarah Jarose and the Punch Brothers. There are always new stories from Guy Clark and Ramblin' Jack, and legendary bluegrassers Ralph Stanley and Del McCurry are still high and lonesome. And besides, I still find a song from Bill and Doc I've never played. Join me Saturday night at 8 for Grassroots on MPB Think Radio. Maybe you start your day with the news on Morning Edition and catch up later with All Things Considered, but the news doesn't wait. Stories evolve during the day in courtrooms, financial markets, on the streets, and at kitchen tables locally, nationally, and all around the world. I'm Jeremy Hobson. Each weekday, check in with Here and Now for the news as it is happening. That's Here and Now from WBUR and NPR News. Weekdays at noon on MPB Think Radio. Hey, y'all, it's Felder Rushing. I'm the Gestalt Gardener, and I am so pleased to join y'all every week talking about gardening. You know, you don't have to be anybody or join anything to be part of this party. All we're going to do is talk about gardening and garden-related stuff and maybe a little psychology working in at the same time. Let's have a lot of fun on the Gestalt Gardener. Fridays at 9 and Saturdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Kara Miller. Every week on Innovation Hub, I talk with the thinkers, researchers, and visionaries who are crafting our future. Tune in to hear conversations about how tribalism shapes us, what new research on obesity reveals, how chicken changed America, and why math class should be reinvented. Coming Sunday, January 8th at noon, hear Innovation Hub on MPB Think Radio. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. You're listening to Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to kidsandteens at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Welcome back to Southern Remedy Kids and Teens. I'm Dr. Jimmy, and we've been talking about bullying this morning, about its causes and some of the effects of it, how to intervene, and I'm going to be talking about uh, how do you really address the person who is the bully, who's doing the bullying behaviors. Um, how, you know, perhaps that's the the hardest thing to try to turn those around, but that's that's the point. Really, the the could be one of the uh, the weakest points. Uh, in in trying to prevent those behaviors over time, so it's it's very hard to do that. Once you identify somebody who's causing the bullying behaviors, um, you know there's a there's a mindset there again of getting some positive feedback in a way that's that's not productive that causes a lot of damage to somebody else. And usually there are some self esteem issues in that in that person in that um, uh, boy or girl that's causing them to act that way. Um, one of the things that you want to talk to them about is, and particularly if it's your own son or daughter, uh, if they're the the person that's doing the bullying behaviors, is to 
to really understand the difference, for them to understand the difference between intimidation versus true respect. And a person who is practicing those bullying behaviors over and over again, uh, they're thinking that they're getting respect, that they're getting validation, uh, but really it's through intimidation. So uh, the, the worse they can make somebody else feel, uh, the better they feel about themselves. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of the reasons they do that are the same reasons that they pick on other people uh, to get those positive feedback. So they may look different. They may be uh, a lot bigger physically. Uh, they may not be uh, not f- feel like they don't fit in in a way. And this is their way of fitting in by filling in in, in this role uh, of the bully. They may feel like socially in the social structure that they uh, aren't as high as they can get in the social ladder. And that this is the only way that they feel like they can climb that ladder. But really talking to them about intimidation, which usually results at some point in uh, negative feedback towards that individual. And you can take it all the way to its conclusion. You know, if you do that uh, and break a lot of laws, then that lands you in prison. Uh, you know, that that may be uh, some language uh, of, of consequences for that behavior over time. Uh, that you want to talk to your child for them to understand the difference between true respect and intimidation. Uh, Self-esteem and trying to give productive ways to build that up in your child if they're uh, the the uh, if they're the one that's uh, that's causing these bullying behaviors that they're starting these bullying behaviors self-esteem through other productive ways is very important uh, celebrating differences of different people you know uh, you know if that's uh, uh, skin color if it's hair color or different types of hairstyles maybe it's the the dress I know certainly clothes are a huge deal really thankful uh, you know, those I've I've heard parents say that uh, they're very thankful when they uh, they go from sometimes from uh, one school to the other that requires uniforms uh, because it sort of takes that out of the equation. But uh, even then, you can have you know some uh, differences of how people dress, the kinds of shoes that they wear. Uh, I remember one time I I really I went to the store uh, with my parents, I think with my mom, and there were some really cool green pants. Uh, green jeans that I liked. And I was like, man, those are awesome. I really like those. Took those home, got to thinking about it. Uh, and uh, I was like, yeah, I think they're still okay. I think those would look good. Went to school wearing those. Of course, everybody else is in blue jeans. Wasn't quite the effect that I thought it would have. And uh, then, you know, I was sort of embarrassed about the whole thing. Didn't want to wear them to school. And I thought, well, man, I'm now i got to explain this to my mom, sort of, you know, sort of embarrassed by that whole whole episode. So, yeah, you, you can celebrate those differences of different people to say, hey, everybody's got different things that they like. They may have different styles. And most of the time they can find at least one other person that uh, feels that way that maybe has those kinds uh, of differences. And then going one step beyond that and valuing the person uh, beyond uh, what they look like, uh, that can be hard. That can be hard, particularly if you have an early teenager or middle-aged teenager. Um, you know, middle school is a terrible time to try to wade through all of these things because that's the kind of issues that they're dealing with. The true value of a person that goes beyond what they look like on the outside or how they act on the outside, um, that's hard for a lot of kids to to really um, understand and value that other person for those uh, type of things, but just picking one thing, you know, uh, saying things like, you know, I really think that that kid had a had a kind heart in the way that they acted toward another individual. 
Now, a bully may look at that and look at the kindness that somebody else shows as an instance that they can can use against them to gain power. Redefining that situation for your son or daughter, if they are the bully, is is very important to try to say, no, this is a good thing in that other person, and it's to be valued. And then, of course, adult modeling and, and teaching those positive behaviors. You know, as parents, we model so much to our kids. Uh, I've seen a lot of people that, that use their, their uh, positions of power, certainly in the medical field. I've seen this that's, uh, you know, uh, sometimes physicians uh, do this uh, that's uh, certainly not right uh, to do that, but will, um, you know, throw out different titles and things to try to get things uh, certain things or change behaviors in people. And uh, we want to model those and have uh, clear rules or boundaries for all venues. And, uh, you know, age-appropriate consequences of negative behavior are also important so that if you notice that those are happening in kids that you can you can turn those around. Quick word about cyberbullying. I know we talked about, uh, you know, some uh, 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 different devices and, uh, and social media and the pluses and minuses several weeks ago. Uh, you know, rules for technology, you certainly want to have those for your kids and to be aware of things is probably the number one thing. What kind of social media sites are your children using? One way that you can really monitor for cyberbullying is to to know what they're doing. Uh, know the sites that your kids are visiting and their online activities and just tell them you're going to do that up front. Um, tell your kids as a responsible parent, you're going to review some of these things, uh, some of their things that they do online. Uh, ask them for their passwords. Tell them that you'll only use those in emergency or if you if you need to do it. I mean, don't you don't need to stalk them all the time. It's certainly looking at those websites and those social media sites that they use uh, is important to to sort of monitor that activity. And then if they are using some that allow you to like them or to follow them over time, certainly you would want to do that as a parent. I know certain kids are like, oh, mom, dad, that's sort of creepy. Why are you doing that? Uh, and just tell them, hey, that's what I want to do. I want to be involved in this. And this is an activity that you you enjoy doing, and it's something that I want to do, uh, I want to do with you. Um, and then, uh, you know, encourage your, your kids to tell you immediately. Um, and this is something that goes along with any kind of communication. Uh, most parents would, would want to know when something happens immediately. And that's, that's a skill that you need to build up in your kids so that the moment that they feel like that they're being bullied, that they can uh, recognize that and then immediately uh, tell you about that. A couple of websites that I wanted to give you that are great for uh, for some of the things we've been talking about bullying today. One is stopbullying.gov, G-O-V. Uh, one is kidshealth.org. You can just uh, search within the website for bullying. And uh, PBS Kids, actually, pbskids.org also has uh, uh, some good bullying recommendations for parents that they can give their kids. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Been nice talking with you about bullying. Hey, if you have any kind of questions about bullying that uh, you just uh, wanted to ask but uh, didn't quite have the gumption to call us or, or email us today, you can always email us at kidsandteens at mpbonline.org. This has been Southern Remedy Kids and Teens. I'm Dr. Jimmy. You can join us next Thursday at 11 for Southern Remedy Kids and Teens. And stay tuned for NPR's Here and Now coming up next on MPB Think Radio.
This forecast is underwritten by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy. Live blue. It's good to be blue.